Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, October the 6th, 2023. Episode number 241 is coming at you. How in the world is it already October? Man, time goes so fast. Thank you to Haley for the introduction. I appreciate it. A couple of things that happened while I was gone to England. I saw on social media that Al Lamb's Dallas Honda received two Hornet 750 motors from New Zealand. And what I found interesting too about it is Taryn Santero did share that post. Did he share it because he might be one of the riders of that bike? Or did he share it just because Mike Vincent is involved with the team? We'll have to wait and see. I'll try to get a hold of somebody and we'll try to figure out what's going on with the Honda Twins. They'll be racing next year in the Super Twins class. A Hornet 750. Also, the Grand National Hooligan Championship East Coast Series wrapped up last weekend at Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. Sean Bear won, so every race that he showed up for in the GNHC, he was the winner. So he's undefeated on the season. Uh, He took the win. Uh, Georgie Price was second in the race, and Corey Strickler was third, and that is Georgie Price, the Cadillac, not the Buick that we uh, that I used to race against, but his son, the Cadillac, took second. So in the points, Georgie Price, the Cadillac, was the champion. Sean Bear was second, and Andy Moreno on board that Maroney's Harley-Davidson was third. Also, I noticed uh, in the social media posts that RPM is returning to Boot Hill Speedway in Greedwood, Louisiana on 2-24-24. And my buddy Sammy Sabedra was there last year, and he said the grandstands were packed and there was some really good racing. It's a 3-8 mile track, so it's good to see RPM going back to that track next year. Also, before I talk about my trip to England, I want to say congratulations to J.D. Beach for the Moto America Superbike win. He got a second on the first day there in New Jersey and backed it up with a win on Sunday. Also, congrats to Hayden Gillum, another flat tracker. He won the Stock 1000cc Championship and the King of the Baggers Championship. And congrats going out to Rispoli, who was second in the King of the Baggers points, and Kyle Wyman was third. So that's some of the flat trackers that were represented in Moto America. Also on social media, I saw that Justin Jones will be racing up in Canada for the entire 2024 season and will ride a select few AFT races. He'll be on the Husqvarna Canada ride and racing in the DTX class and the Open Expert class. Well, let's talk about it. My trip to England was a blast, just like last season. Uh, Last year, I didn't uh, get to talk to you guys about it because I didn't have the podcast going. So this would be my first time to talk about it and share it with you folks here on the podcast. But I left last Tuesday from Chicago, arrived Wednesday morning uh, at Heathrow in London. My buddy Anthony Brown picked me up, and we went on over to Oxford for a little while on Wednesday. And then Wednesday night, went to the Oxford Speedway races. And um, I've seen Speedway out in California before, I think either at Costa Mesa or City of Industry, one of those tracks I went to a Speedway race before. And I've seen Speedway bikes before, but this was actually a teamed event. They ran 15 different races with four riders in each, two riders from each team. They had a visiting team and then they had the Oxford team. Anyway, you get you get points by finishing uh, you know, three points if you win, two for second, one point for third, and no points for fourth. So it pays to finish as good as you can. Add up the points at the end of the night. Oxford did take the win. Uh, they treated us like royalty. Got to sit inside, had dinner inside, and actually dessert too. And then they came at about race number nine and or race number ten and took us down to the infield. And we stood right in the middle of the racetrack. So you get dizzy a little bit because they're quick laps, you know. But 
Um, what I did notice is the commentator was standing right there in the middle of the track with us, and he didn't introduce the riders as they came onto the racetrack, but he didn't commentate during the race. So co-built Jeff had the DTRA uh, Instagram going, and he goes, you want to commentate a race? I'm like, sure. I don't know who anybody is because I didn't have my program with me down there in the middle of the track, but I did my best and had a good time and, and commentated one whole race until there was a wreck coming off of turn number four, but that sure was a lot of fun. And I appreciate the folks down there at Oxford Speedway for having us and taking care of us. On Friday morning, I got up and went over to Co-Built Jeff's shop. Got to see what he was working on. He had some really cool uh, bicycles. Some it reminded me of back in the day, like one was an SE. Had some Harrow number plates and a few other bikes hanging up there. He had some of the Kenny Roberts um, MotoGP bikes and swing arms and different things hanging on the wall. And an F1 exhaust I got to see and... And he's actually working on some trailers for some bicycles. I guess they are changing the rules over there with the missions and all that fun stuff. So there's going to be some bicycles with these really long trailers to deliver things in London. So that was his current project. But it was cool to catch up with co-built Jeff and see his shop. After I visited the shop, I headed up the road to Bawtree to see the Brinleys. Got settled into a hotel that was built back in the 1600s. And that just blows me away how old this stuff is, but how cool it is over there in England. I did walk with Derek Brinley down to the Brinley household and got to hang out in there for a little while and see Oliver at his home. He's got his own rehabilitation room that they have built, and that's where his uh, there's a bed in there too. But uh, lately, he's been getting better and better. He actually has been sleeping upstairs right now and and just continues to get better. And he's uh, you know really doing so good, and I'm so proud of Oliver. And and you know we we got to look at each other and, and spend time talking to each other and and uh, he starts laughing he laughs a lot which is really fun it's good that he's got laughter and it's good that he's got a supporting family there to take care of him he does still have a lot of therapists that come in also but Jennifer Brindley which is Oliver's mom takes care of him you know most of the time he has been going upstairs by himself and sleeping upstairs they have like walkie-talkies so they can talk to each other if he needs something uh, Jen just makes him ask for what he needs and it's it's really cool he's getting so much better and it was one year since I'd seen him and the day I saw him this year was four years ago on the day since his accident so keep fighting that fight Ollie and uh, we're all thinking about you that night we did go to eat dinner it was uh, Derek and Jen and Oliver and then Carl Carl is one of the guys that came over, and actually, uh, Nigel stopped by too, but Carl and Nigel are two two people that came over and helped Ollie over here in the States when he was coming over as a young kid, racing with us in American Flat Track, and Carl sat beside me. I sat kind of kitty corner uh, from Ollie in the exact same seats as we did last year, so it was really cool to to compare last year to this year, and he just continues to get better, and it's, it's so cool. They... Uh, they did come to the Greenfield Short Track on Saturday, and the race is right near the end. It started raining, and then a helicopter came to pick somebody up that crashed, and it just kind of got drug out there at the end, so they did leave before I got to say goodbye to them. But it's so good to see the Brindley family, and Oliver especially, and and got a fist bump from them, and, and I gave him some of my stickers, and just had a really good time getting to hang out with those folks. And, and I just want to say thanks to Derek and Jen for, for making that happen. Uh, allowing me to share some time with Oliver and the family. Friday morning, I woke up there in Bawtree and hopped in the van. That's a whole nother experience, driving a a standard van, shifting with your left hand, driving on the wrong side of the road. Anyway, 
I won't bore you guys with too much of that details, but uh, there's not a lot of bridges over there, a lot of uh, roundabouts. So those are uh, always fun to get used to again. But I drove from Oliver's hometown, Bawtree, right by Doncaster over to Caldwell Park, which was on the way to the Greenfield Short Track. But I stopped by the Caldwell Park because it was kind of on the way and they were having a track day and I got to experience that, walked around. I didn't actually talk to anybody. There were uh, a lot of locals doing track days and I saw about three different groups go out and enjoyed that. Got to see some, uh, you know, some road race, road racing and riding over there in England. A little bit different than over here, but at the same time, they're still going as fast as they can. Still trying to set the fast time that they can. So it all relates back to over here. After I stopped by the Caldwell Park, I went on over to the Greenfield Short Track. Anthony and Anna were showing up about the same time I did and kind of helped them unload the van a little bit. And we kind of set up the parking area for the for the next couple of days and just kind of hang out. You know, we're just kind of hanging out and got to see people that I hadn't seen in a year. And and then a little bit later on, uh, Greenfield George took a few of us to dinner at a, a town, just a few towns over. And it was Greenfield George, Kate, Anthony and Anna, Marco Bello and Lara and Laura, two of my new friends that I met over there. One is Marco's girlfriend, and then the other one was just a friend of those two that they traveled up there together with. So I got to hang out with those folks and, and eat some really good food in a town that I've never been to before, so that was fun. Saturday was the race. It was pros and inters, which are pros and intermediate riders. They ran together plus four other classes. I want to talk about the pros and the inters because they have a, a very interesting format, and I'll try to explain it as simple as I can. Of course, they got a great big diagram over there that everybody can look at, but uh, at the start of the day, there was 36 total entries. They kind of capped it off at 36. They didn't want too many of them out there, but there was one practice session and then two time qualifying sessions that will set the field for three heat races. So the better you qualify, the better starting spot you'll have in a heat race. Out of the three heat races, they'll take the top four directly to a semifinal. So everybody from fifth on back goes into either heat race number four or heat race number five. Out of heat race number four or and number five, they take the top six out of there to the semifinals. So now their semifinals, we've got the field narrowed down to 24 riders. Out of those two semifinals, we'll take the top five to the main event. So now we've got 10 in the main. The rest of the riders go to one last chance qualifier and we'll take the top two to the main event. So we've eliminated people throughout the, uh, the day and there's actually a non-qualifiers race too. So the people that didn't make it out of a heat race into a semifinal or out of the last chance qualifier will go to a non-qualifiers race, they call it. There's also one last chance qualifier uh, for sixth on back in the semis. They go to one last chance qualifier. We take the top two out of there. So now we've set the field for the pros and the enters main event. It was almost all pro riders this year. Uh, a few inter enters riders made it. But there's also an enters final, so it gives it gives these guys plenty of seat time, plenty of time to go out there, get a start, mixed up with other riders. It makes them better. I like the format a lot. The fastest 12 go to that pro final, and it was 16 laps. Let's go through the pros and enters again. Three heat races. Heat race number one, Gerard Bayo took the win. He's from Barcelona. Second was Toby Hales, former road racer, former national champion. He was second. Charlie Kelly was third, and Kevin Kennedy was fourth. So the four pro riders right there, one through four. Heat race number two, Gary Burtwistle taking the win. 93, Jack Bell was second. Freddie Trot was third. And 278, Jill Linknecht was fourth. So he was an inter-rider, but he did qualify straight into the semi from the heat race. 
In heat race number three, the 500 of the Meerkat, Rob Meer took the win. Alan Burt Wessel was second. The 171 Conrail Little was third. And the number seven of Lightning, Neil McQueen, was fourth. So I did slide that nickname onto him. I uh, hope he didn't mind it, but uh, it was just too easy. You know, Neil McQueen, Lightning McQueen. So it just worked out. And uh, I'd like to point out, too, that Alan Burt Whistle was on an Alta electric motorcycle and uh, finished second in his heat race. On to heat race number four and number five for the riders that didn't make it directly out of heat race one, two, and three. In heat race number four, Adam James took the win. The 241 of Thomas Hunt was second. The 19 Jordan Miller was third. 86 Sam Shook was fourth. 55 George Sturgis was fifth. And the 555 Simon Bird was sixth. Again, the top six moving to a semifinal. In heat race number five, 221 was the winner Ashton Vale. Second was the 56 of Fergus Bluff, 999 up there. That was uh, Jake Eddy. Jake Eddy started the back because he had a poor uh, qualifying heat race. I think he fell off or stalled it on the line. So Jake Eddy gets up there to third. Scott Faulkner was fourth. 41, Jacob James was fifth. And the 10 of Tim Gregg, who was the pole setter, he got the last transfer into that semifinal. That is all five heat races. Semifinals, again, will take the top five to the main event. In semifinal number one, Gerard Bayo taking the win. The 30 of Alan Burt Whistle was second. Jack Bell was third. Freddie Trot was fourth. And the 56 coming from row number two is Fergus Bluff. Gets that fifth position. He, he was actually the last pick on row number two. Semifinal number two, it's Gary Burt Whistle, your defending national champion on the one bike. Taking the win over Rob Meir, the Meerkat. Toby Hales was third. Charlie Kelly was fourth. And Jake Eddy gets that last transfer spot on the 999 after starting ninth. In the third row, he gets all the way up to fifth. So those are the 10 riders now transferred into the main event. Out of the last chance qualifier, we have room for only the top two riders. And this was probably one of the best races of the day. It also had a few accidents and, and uh, you know, a few restarts. But Lightning McQueen, that is Neil McQueen, taking the win. 242 would be second. That's Adam Jane. So he's an inter rider. And he was actually the only inter rider to make it into the final. And uh, Jill Linkneck actually was transported a little bit later on in the helicopter. Uh, nothing serious. He was back on, on Sunday. Uh, my best friend Lewis went to go pick him up, and he was back at the racetrack. So nothing serious. But we did have quite a few crashes, and I think it's because the track continued to change. Mother Nature was putting moisture on the racetrack. And what I noticed as a commentator, not as, you know, as an expert or, or somebody that knows better than these guys is, you know, when the track changes and, and the back end starts coming around, it seemed like a few riders were just chopping off the throttle and it was kind of spitting them off the high side. Whether that was the case or not, I'm not sure. But it just seemed like, you know, some of those wrecks, if they might not have chopped the throttle, might not have happened. I'm not saying that it was just rider errors. I'm sure the track was tricky and it just, you know, it's easier, you know, from the announcer's booth to tell these guys what they're doing wrong than it is sitting there on the bike behind the handlebars. But yeah, just a few incidents that, you know, some of them I thought could have been avoided. Some of them were just short track racing. So nothing serious. Nobody got really hurt, you know, really bad. So Let's talk about the final. They did go 16 laps with 12 riders around this really fast short track. Uh, the winner was Gerard Bello. Gerard Bello from Barcelona was the winner. Second was Gary Burt Whistle, the defending champ. Third was the 500 of the Meerkat, Rob Meer. Fourth was 93, Jack Bell. And fifth was Alan Burt Whistle. And Gerard Bello was riding for Sportax, and he was on a brand new Fantic motorcycle, which I've been told was a lot of Yamaha parts with Fantic 
fine touches. So it's uh, it was cool to see him on a brand new bike that he'd never ridden before go out there and take the pro final win. Also racing on Saturday, youth junior final. The 39 taking the win, Freya Nichols. Second was Layla Simpson. Third was the 7-11 of Cody Asher. So two ladies running up front. Actually, another lady, uh, Macy Twig, was fourth on the 44 bike. Ten riders did make the final in the youth junior class. So the enters final, the riders did make it to the pro final, uh, had their own main event with 12 riders. The 242, Adam James, would take the win over his brother. Jacob James would be second. 241, Thomas Hunt was third. 86, Sam Shook was fourth. And the 129, Richard Jappin, would come from the third row to get fifth in that enters final. Youth final there on Saturday night. The 115, Ollie Wilson was the winner. Oscar Van Endert was second. 161, Toby Johnson was third. 79, Marcy Skip was fourth. And the 288 of Bo Vernon was fifth. They did have an under-19 class, and only three riders did sign up for that. The 221, Ashton Vale, would actually fall off during the final, pick himself back up, catch up, and take the win. Bradley Perkins was second, and Thomas Hunt was third. They had an electric bike class as well. In the electric final, it was 30 of Alan Burtwistle taking the win. 24, Torsten Robbins was second. Colin McCabe, third. Phil Wilding was fourth. And the 27 of Gareth House was fifth. Hooligan final on Saturday night. The 93 would take the win. Jack Bell started seventh would take the win. Gerard Balo was second. 76 of Sky Adams was third. She was all over the track. She was very fast, but somehow ended up back in the third spot. Alan Mickle was fourth, and 585 Danny Williams was fifth. After the races on Saturday, we did results for the top three spots. We gave them a nice little plaque, kind of a number plate plaque, handed out in front of everybody in the pit area. I also got to pick out a rider of the day, so I brought a goodie bag of uh, some things from the United States, and my pick was Freya Nichols. She's on the 39 bike, and uh, she did win the youth junior final. What I liked about Freya was her riding style. Uh, she gets really far back over the rear fender when she's on the straightaway. She kind of tucks in as low as she can. And she was wearing a, a leopard jersey. So she was my rider of the day. On Sunday, we had Thunder Bikes, Mini Bike Stock, Mini Bike Modified, Rookies Class, and then Vintage. There was a whole bunch of vintage riders. I believe there's about 41 entries. They ran them in three different heat races. And for everybody that raced on Sunday... Everybody got three heat races. You had a chance to start on the front row. You had a chance to start on the second row. And you had a chance to start on the third row. Maybe not in that particular order. Gave you the ability to see if you could pass people. See if you could get a good start. And it gave you three qualifying chances to get into the main events. The rider, the 12 riders with the most points in each class would make it into the finals. In the Thunderbike final, it was the 11 of Gary Burtwistle. Uh, ahead of his brother, Alan Burtwistle. Both of those two were on Royal Enfields. The 253, Freddie Trot would be third on a Rotax. Fourth was the 26, Mark Richardson, also on a Rotax. And then the 72, Frederick Koldhof from Germany was fifth on a Ducati. That was the Thunderbike final. Mini stock final. 242, Adam James was the winner. Jacob James was second. The brothers first and second again. Jack Bell was third. 117, Boyd Asher was fourth. And the 10 of Tim Gregg started dead last. Got all the way up to fifth place from the 12th starting position. The vintage classes, like I said, they were all combined. So there was three different finals for the vintage classes. There's an Evo class, which is kind of like the in-between, like the old vintage and modern bikes, maybe more for your like Rotaxes or your 600 Hondas. 
Uh, I don't have exactly what bikes everybody was on in the Vintage Evo final, but the 18 was the winner. That was John Bell. He was riding a Yamaha. The 7 of Neil McQueen was riding a Can-Am. He was second. Will Smith, who I coined the Fresh Prince last year, was third. 334, Aaron Tuttleby was fourth. And the 127, Dave Lambert, was fifth. Vintage four-stroke final. Uh, One of the fast guys all day was Jean Van Vlinkt. And he went down, so he would not be up there for the for the win. But he was up there fast all day long. Started second. Six sixty one would be the winner. Andres Steinhofer. Second was Michael Kalazi. Third was the two eleven of Cord Hartbeck. Seventy two. John Harrison was fourth, and one eighty five. Luke Adcock was fifth. There's a lot of names I struggle with all weekend long, but I did my best, and I think I did pretty good. <laughs> Vintage two-stroke final. This was probably one of my favorite classes. The 80 bike, Mike Fisher, took the win on a Bull Taco. 555, Simon Bird was second on a Yamaha. 21 bike, Nick Linnell was third on a Yamaha. The 64 would get up there and get fourth. That's Jeremy Skip, and he was on an Osa. Ed Lonigan was fifth on his Yamaha. Mini bike modified final. This one kind of reminded me of like the pit bike classes over here, but Neil McQueen was the winner. Chris Bailey was second. 775 Kevin Kennedy was third. 28 Olivia Bohack was fourth. And the 171 of Conrad Little was fifth. The rookie class. This one was stacked. There was a bunch of rookies out there trying to get some seat time and trying to hone their craft and make it where they can maybe move up to the enters class. But there was a lot of rookies in the fastest 12 made it to the main. The 24 bike taking the win on the Alta is Torsten Robbins. Second was the 714 Rowan Huey. And uh, they call him Hawkeye. And it's H-A-U-G-H-E-Y. And I think I said his last name every way but the right way. And I, I still don't remember how to say it the right way. But they call him Hawkeye. He was second on the 714. 252, Jacob Bailey was third. Dean Hancocks was fourth. And 146, Alex Hunt was fifth. Once again, just like we did on Saturday, the awards were just in front of everybody. They had a great big backdrop like we do here in the States. And we gave out the top three for all the classes. And then there was a couple other... Uh, awards there was like riders of the day and then james o'hara got the sportax rider of the year he had the most points in the thunderbike class on a rotax so that's james o'hara and he actually has an 883 harley davidson over there that when i saw it last year it looked really familiar and we've decided that i possibly raced that motorcycle it's bright orange and jim wagner who works at widman harley davidson or used to work at widman harley davidson built that bike and I think there was about eight of them they're all identical and I rode for Jim for a couple of seasons and somehow one of them ended up over there but James O'Hara was not riding the Harley Davidson this this year but he had his Rotax out there and he took the big trophy and he gets to hang on to it for one full year and then he has to give it over to the the highest finishing Rotax in the Thunderbike class next year. Well, at the end of the night, we also had the after season party. There was a great big tent set up. There was a DJ for a little while, then a live band for a while. Then the DJ came back out. They had a mechanical bull. They had a truck there with fish and chips. They had a a horse trailer that was converted into a bar. And, you know, pretty much everybody just kind of hung out. You know, I think last year more people hung out because last year on Monday was the Queen's funeral. So it was like a holiday for for most people over there. But there's still a big crowd of people that got to hang out. And I got to talk to a lot of people and had a great time, signed some autographs, gave away some stickers. And, man, I just can't wait to go back over there next year. The Greenfield Short Track is amazing. Uh, Greenfield George, you know, his family's 
they're farmers, but Greenfield George likes motorcycles. He actually came over to the United States, went to the Springfield Short Track, and created the Greenfield Short Track very similar to the Springfield Short Track. And he's got equipment that turns it up, and he's got a water truck that comes out. We didn't really need the water truck much this year because, you know, Mother Nature kept watering the track for us, but we got through it. But he's got a water truck that comes out. It's got arms that opens up. He can spray it down with one lap. They turn it up. They drag it, and we go right back to racing. So Greenfield George has that place figured out. Uh, we didn't charge admission for the spectators to come in to get in and park. They were just asking for donations, and and they were asking for donations for the camp, you know, people that camped out too. So hopefully Greenfield George did good, and and uh, I I know it's going to be on the schedule again next year, and I'm already planning on going back next season. Monday morning, hopped in the van and tucked in and started drafting behind Anthony and, and Anna. And we drove three hours back to uh, where they keep their little RV and parked the RV and, and went back to Anthony and Anna's house. And then I went sightseeing in Oxford for a little while, got some souvenirs and then end up going to dinner with Scotland and Anna and Anthony. And, and that was, uh, you know, my last night there in England. And Woke up early on Tuesday morning. Me and Anthony went to the airport. He actually flew to Scotland to watch. Uh, actually, he flew there t- for work, but he had a trade show going on over in Glasgow, uh, Glasgow, however you say that, over there in Scotland. And then he went to the uh, Speedway race that was going on Tuesday night that was the part of their playoffs. So hopefully he had a good time doing that. I got back to the States here on uh, Tuesday evening and Man, what a trip it was. I just want to say thank you to Anthony Brown and Anna for everything. Stayed at their house a couple of nights, and they helped, you know, get me over there and took care of me. A big shout-out to Sideburn Magazine. They always so nice to me and give me a a few magazines that I didn't have and a couple of T-shirts. Greenfield George, you know, he doesn't have to have me over there, but he he lets me come over there and announce. I really appreciate it. Got to see some old friends that I've met last year and got to meet some new friends. And just want to say thanks to all the racers. You know, they they all came up to me, or a lot of them came up to me and thanked me and and said they were honored for me to say their name. And that just, you know, blows me away, still blows me away. And I want to say thanks to Lewis, who's my best friend. Didn't get to see him much because he was going back and forth to the hospital. I think the, the, the guys from Belgium that he helped out, I think two out of the three or three out of the four went to the hospital. So didn't get to spend much time with Lewis, but he's still a cool dude. Uh, again, I can't wait to go back next year, and I, I might even be doing some races over in Holland next year, so we'll just have to see how that works out. Uh, a couple of things before I sign off. This weekend, I'm headed to Endurocross. Round number one of the 2023 Endurocross season is in Everett, Washington. Can't wait to go and do some Endurocross. I think those guys are crazy. And then also, RPM has a race in Goshen, Indiana. That's already been pushed back to Sunday. They're expecting a lot of rain on Saturday. They've already pushed that one back to Sunday. That's in Goshen, Indiana on a half mile. A big thanks going out to my sponsors, Jim and Pat, Tim at Pro Plates, Access Media. Thanks to all the patrons who you know donate and chip in and help me out here with the podcast and thank thanks especially to all the listeners you know each and every one of you mean a lot to me like carter always says push that like button share the podcast tell tell all your friends about it i really really appreciate it before i let you go i read this on social media and it kind of hit home to me and i just want to add this before i let you guys go but uh, i don't know who posted it i'm sorry about that i did screenshot it but i didn't screenshot the name but sometimes you're unsatisfied with your life while many people in this world are dreaming of living your life. A child on a farm sees a plane fly overhead and dreams of flying, but a pilot on the plane 
sees the farmhouse, and dreams of returning home. That's life. Enjoy yours. If wealth is the secret of happiness, then the rich should be dancing on the streets. But only poor kids do that. If power ensures security, then officials should walk unguarded. But those who live simply sleep soundly. If beauty and fame bring ideal relationships, then celebrities should have the best marriages. Live simply, walk humbly, love genuinely. All good will come back to you. I'll talk to you guys next week, right here on Off the Groove.